Path to Business, the podcast. We are your hosts, Luke and Bethany Barrett. We're a husband and wife team building a legacy with our three children that we're so damn proud of. Full-time wedding photographer and videographer operating a thriving six-figure business. We share all our best strategies from the lessons that we've learned along the way. Featuring other amazing businesses so you can genuinely get inspired. This This is is your Path to Business. Today, we're talking to you about shooting your first wedding. We've come up with 10 tips that will make sure you deliver the best images possible to your client, which means they're most likely going to refer you and then you'll have even more success. If this is the first time we are meeting, I'm Bethany and this is Luke and we are from Greyloft Studio. We're a husband and wife team specializing in wedding photography and videography. We also have a passion for helping others take their business to the next level. We release episodes every week on strategies you can use to get more clients and get paid doing what you love. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out. Now let's get into tip number one. Tip number one is second shoot for a local professional photographer. I'm sure there's a ton of them in your area, unless you live in the country, but find your nearest city, reach out to local photographers and see if you can sh- second shoot for them. I know myself, I learned a lot by second shooting with Bethany when I was being brought into the business and there's nothing quite like just getting that first-hand experience at a live event and just seeing how crazy, you know, unexpected things can happen, the lighting can change, the sun comes in and out. There's so many different conditions that really the experience of going to a wedding and shooting it is bar none the best to learn from. Absolutely. Tip number two is to test your camera and all your gear in advance. This means having extra batteries, making sure that you have extra memory cards that are, you know, available, there's space available on them, making sure that you have packed and cleaned at least two lenses in your kit in case something happens and one falls and breaks, you have a backup lens. I always recommend that you have a backup camera as well. If you can't afford to buy one, we recommend that you rent one. Um, You may even be able to rent a nicer one that you could just use for the wedding if, if, if you feel more comfortable doing that. And the nice thing about having all of this stuff done in advance is that when you show up on the day, you're gonna feel confident in knowing that your gear is in good working condition. That's true, and make sure you brush up on your settings really to be quick on, you know, changing your ISO and shutter speed, just make sure you know where all the buttons are and that you're really comfortable with that. So tip number three is to make sure that you pack some things for yourself as well, not just your gear, but for example, uh, some Tylenol. We always run into maybe you have a headache or you're starting to get sore from carrying your gear the whole day. Tylenol is kind of an essential once you're on your feet for 12 hours a day, you know, especially when you're doing back-to-back weddings. On top of that, uh, water bottle for yourself, some snacks. I know that usually I eat before I leave for a wedding, but then if that's before lunch and then you don't get to eat anything until dinner, sometimes at seven o'clock, there's some times where you know you can start feeling some hangry coming on and that's not gonna be good for you or your couple. Making sure you bring other things to like emergency items such as band-aids or, you know, lip balm, sunscreen, that's a good one. Uh, another That's one, really good another one. one is really good is an umbrella. What if it starts to rain? Um, we've actually been caught in the rain before and it wasn't supposed to rain that entire day and we got soaked. So having even an extra set of clothes or an extra pair of shoes is another great idea as well. If this is going to be your first wedding on your own, we always recommend that you have a second shooter. Mm-hmm. It's just going to make your day feel a little less 
chaotic. And the reason why we say have a second shooter is because we know that firsthand you don't actually need to have a second shooter, but especially going into your first one, you want to have that just sort of peace of mind knowing that there was somebody else getting those shots with you yeah. just in case something goes wrong. So making sure you have somebody who maybe doesn't have or has a little bit more experience than you or even yeah. somebody who's just really good at taking photos that has a great camera that can come and just be your assistant for the day who can grab you things if you you know need to be in a certain area. Um, they can go and grab you know candid shots or do other things so that that way you can just relax and focus in on what you need to do. Yeah and this plays a big role when you're doing so many different locations and you can split up and cover twice as much ground. Um, if you don't have a second shooter, a lot of the times you have to bounce back and forth between the prep here and there at different locations and that can really eat up into the time you're going to have for the wedding. On to tip number five, create a plan with your client. So that means your timeline with your client and just make sure you review it with them before the day of. Nothing's worse than getting on to the day of and you haven't talked to them about, oh well, you know, you have no time in between this location this location what about travel time oh and they they just forgot to add something and now it sets everything back in motion especially when you're dealing with family photos with lots of different logistics here and there having a solid plan with you and your couple really make sure that you're on the same wavelength and that you guys have the same expectation of each other on the day nothing is a big surprise and then you're both left with you know you felt good on the day of because you planned so well yeah, and give yourself more time than you need. We always recommend having a buffer of about 15 minutes before and after something that needs to happen because things run late. It's a wedding. There's a lot of things yeah, exactly. that happen. Dinner can be delayed. Um, just, you know, traffic, things like that. So making sure that you have a buffer, especially when there's traveling involved of at least 15 minutes, um, just so that that way everybody can get there. If you need to go to the bathroom, yeah. you can do that. There's nothing worse than like running in and the bride's like just about to walk down the aisle and you've just arrived. So <laughs> making sure that you give yourself enough time so that you can take a breath and, and know that it's all gonna be okay. You're gonna have enough time to do things just by having a plan in advance. That's true. And nobody wants to miss those sunset photos. So if you're on the fence or you don't do sunset photos, try to get those in. You have to make sure that you figure out when sunset is, but have that in the plan, you won't regret it. Absolutely, and neither will you couple. <laughs> That's true. And on to tip number six. Capturing the first. So this one is a huge thing that you need to be looking out for. So understanding what firsts are is also really important. So the, one of the first that comes to mind is the first time that perhaps <laughs> the bride is seen by her dad in her dress. That is a really important moment to capture. Or the first time that maybe the bridesmaids see the bride getting yeah. in her dress. That's another one as well. A first look between you know the, the engaged couple right before they get married. That's a really great time to capture that as well and then yeah. of course the reaction we all know the famous one of you know the groom's reaction as the bride is walking down the aisle but always keep in mind that there's other people that are looking too so like the mom you know is also looking at yeah. her daughter walking down the aisle and that's a really big moment for her as well well that's when second shooters really come in handy especially at the ceremony when a lot of things are happening a lot of firsts are happening at the same time Tip number seven is to shoot the reactions. I know there's a lot of reactions going on throughout the whole day, but specifically for the ceremony and the speeches, I think this is the where 
it's most important to have an eye on what's going on around you. This is where having a second shooter can be really, really handy to get those reaction shots as you're focusing on the bride and groom. It's important to also focus on the family, the guests. They're all part of the wedding, and these are all the little details that the bride and groom actually won't be able to see when they're up there, when they're looking at each other, when they're getting married, and it's great for them to look back on later on. Tip number eight is to capture group photos. So you can do a large group photo. That's always something that people like to do. Usually I recommend doing that after the ceremony. Yeah. However, group photos of people sitting at tables is also a really good one. So kind of while they're, you know, clearing plates or, you know, serving things, you can go around table to table and take a group shot of people sitting down um, and also while people are you know having drinks and things like that whoever is there just to make sure you get a good variety of some of the guests that are there um, it doesn't mean that you have to capture absolutely everyone there that day but it is really important to try and get as many as you can yeah and what you want to do is just give them a heads up you don't want anyone you know half eating something as you take a photo just get them to kind of crowd together and make a group photo right yeah. Uh, everyone wants to know, or at least have a photo of every single guest that attended that wedding. I know that's kind of a thing that everyone says, like, I just want at least one photo of every single person that made it to the wedding. And it's even more important nowadays. Yeah, but definitely don't guarantee it because yeah, that's, true. <laughs> that's a really impossible thing to guarantee. <laughs> Tip number nine is look for the smiles. And this, uh, again, plays a big role when you're either primary or secondary shooter is keep an eye out the corner of your eyes for people that are having a good time that are smiling and try to capture that emotion because it's a wedding after all. You're supposed to be having a good time. You're supposed to be having like celebrating the love and everything that has to do with the family and friends. And people want to remember that as having a great time. I know at my own wedding, I loved it when everyone said, oh, the food was amazing and like the DJ played some good music and it was a reflection on like, I chose some good vendors, you know, and things like that. So uh, I always find that if you can make the party or the wedding look like it was a big party, then that's a big success. Yeah, want to make sure that you're capturing all the fun. That's the biggest thing to take away here. And tip number 10 is to have fun yourself. I think the easiest thing for you to do is to try to have you know, a plan to make sure that you capture all the things that you need to and whatever else you get is bonus. And so having fun with it, getting creative, allowing yourself enough time to do those things is really important. And so I hope that at the end of this that you'll try to plan in some fun, tell your couple that you want to make sure that you are getting enough time to be creative so that you can make sure that you're taking care of them as well. We hope that the 10 tips we gave you is really informative, that you can take it and plan a really nice wedding with your couple. And I remember some days when we shot weddings and it went so smooth and those were the best. You had just enough downtime to enjoy yourself and just enough busy time that uh, it just made it seem like it was just a great balance of working a wedding. Because we've been to some where it's go, go, go the whole entire time and some that just uh, we sat there for a few hours even at some points waiting for something to happen and that's not what you want. You want a seamless wedding, you're going to appreciate it, your clients are going to appreciate it and overall it's going to line you up for more weddings and more fun down the line. So thanks for watching. Make sure that you hit that like button and subscribe because we release videos like this every single week and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast, Path to Business. 
where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business.